this latest. Let me tell you the story of right hand, left hand. It's a tale of good and evil. Hey, it was with this hand that Cain iced his brother. Love. These five fingers, they go straight to the soul of man. Hello from my Rams cave and welcome to the greatest show on grass podcast. I'm your host and ringmaster Joshua Newman, and I'm joined today by Tanisha Singleton. The greatest show on grass explores the past, present and future of the recently reborn Los Angeles Rams. Today's show is dedicated to Bill Nunn, who died a little over a week ago. Nunn played Radio Rakim in Spike Lee's 1989 classic, Do the Right Thing brandishing four finger rings that said love and hate. This episode will largely be about love and hate, but let's start with hate. Mm. Specifically, the hate that Jeff Fisher has for Arizona Cardinals (laughs) head coach Bruce Arians. Quote, this was the Cardinals Christmas present, said Jeff Fisher after the Rams beat Arizona 17-13 to at University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale. We see them after Christmas. This was their Christmas present. We just gave it to them early. Fisher explained, go back and see all the shit Bruce Arians said about us a couple of years ago. Fisher was referring to Arians' comments after the Cardinals beat the then St. Louis Rams and said... Quote, I love it when nobody says that you will have a chance to win. There is an 11-3 and team, referring to his own Cardinals, and a team that's always 8-8, eight and eight, referring to the Rams. You figure it out. If you watch Fisher and Arian's brusque handshake immediately following the game, it's plain to see how much these guys hate each other. Beef. But I can't help wonder whether Fisher's trash talking uh, to someone pointing at his team's record is also a bit of an FU to those who have turned his 7-9 bullshit quote from Hard Knocks into a running gag. With the win, Jeff Fisher tied Bill Parcells on the NFL all-time win list. Guys ahead of him, Don Shula, George Hallis, Tom Landry, Bill Belichick, Curly Lambeau, Marty Schottenheimer, Chuck Knoll, Dan Reeves, and Chuck Knox. And Fisher's only 58 years old, so that's no joke. Listen, to, no. I, I want to start out. Tanisha, you've only been a, a Rams fan since January. Yeah, um, basically. So my question is, to what extent are you able to derive pleasure from a Bruce Arians beatdown? It's funny because I like the beef, and I know the beef. And even though, you know, this obviously goes back into when they were in St. Louis and stuff, but it's, I just, the extra drama just makes the spotlight on these games just a little bit brighter. And it makes me, as you know, now like this kind of newborn Rams fan, uh, now that they're here in LA, it just makes it even that much more interesting. So even if, even if you took two teams that I didn't necessarily like, but there was just some type of added extra narrative in there about like, oh, well, they have history. They hate each other. There's always going to be snarky comments. There's going to be no handshake or there's going to be like some shit talking like side to the ear. You know what I mean? When they do like a fake hug or something, I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, like, all right. Like, I'm into it. Right. Because I like combat 
physicality. I like that type of so stuff. Good. So it's so Christmas good. It is. It is. Merry <laughs> fucking Christmas, Arizona. <laughs> Bruce, you bitch. Yeah. That's what you get. We just whooped your ass. And, and he so- looks like Santa Claus with a Kango. He, yeah. <laughs> he does. He has branded himself with that Kangle, let me tell you. But it's, uh, I, I liked it. And, you know, he was still salty in this game. You know, Carson Palmer was taken out of the game. Yeah, this was awesome. When, yeah. When, when Sims and, and Donald sandwiched him and Carson Palmer's head gets got smashed into the earth. <laughs> You're um, all about it. Oh, God, You're all about squish skulls. Looking at his dazed look. <laughs> those concussed eyes love it love <laughs> well he always says that the mob squad is dirty do you think we're dirty uh there- i i don't i think the the mob squad plays tough i think there's they, a difference they get rat the refs treat them as if they're dirty right um with these enigmatic it was a clean hit I, yeah you know i'm not I, I hate to be a homer on this one because i i'm I, i'm not afraid to be critical of my own team mm-hmm. I, I think i've got I can be objective. I think I can uh, be painfully um, Honest. critical Absolutely. against Rams aggressive play. Right. Every time the Rams make an aggressive hit, on, I, I, I sort of like hold my breath mm-hmm. to see if the reps like, oh, here it comes. Flag. Yeah. Yeah. They call themselves the mob squad for yeah. Christ's sake. Like yeah. then obviously, yeah, they're going to be branded as like, all right, well, this is probably a dirty team. Let me look out for them a little bit more and just keep my hand in my pocket and throw out this flag, you know, and the first sight of a quarterback getting pressure. Um, but it was clean. And I like teams that just play hard. And so I think there is a difference between playing hard and playing dirty. I don't see anything dirty necessarily. I mean, what it was Sims that got ejected for spitting in the face, you know, of a player that was Sims last gets week. Thrown out a lot. So that uh, spitting in the face is the, is like ultimate disrespect and dirty. Like literally, like you're going to put your DNA in my face. Like that is disgusting. <laughs> right. You know, spitting in somebody's eye or whatever, or poking and gouging and all that type of stuff. So I'd rather, but sp- I'd rather be spat at than like have my head like, plowed oh, into the ground oh sure because yeah. there's soap and water and you can take care of yeah, you know spit yeah. but you can't there's no spit and water for your brain Unless you had a cold in which case i probably would and then you need be an antibiotic tough, yeah it would be a tough one right i'm neurotic about stuff like that <laughs> let's talk about the game what, what what stood out for you special teams yeah. everything on all three sides of you got offense defense special teams they took care of business yeah a lot of special teams for sure i mean i think a lot of the People that are marveling at the Rams three and one record are are looking yeah. at the offense and saying, huh, and looking like at how? the defense, even giving up a lot of yards and saying, how is this happening? But this is this special teams is incredible, uh, specifically yeah. Johnny Hecker in this game, 46.2 yard average on punts, three punts inside the 20 uh, that gave him 15 inside the 20 on the season out of 27 punts 15 inside the 20 zero touchbacks that's huge you called uh, it last week yeah. he's, <laughs> this guy's unsung yeah, he's a hall of famer i mean i think there are three hall of famers on this team um so we should really appreciate it um you know what he's doing um watch getting to watch him in his prime uh it's magnificent yeah because they're not wowing you offensively and we don't know who they're going to be yet. So we're all kind of just sitting on the edge of our seats like, 
who is this? Because we aren't expecting it. It's just like some uncharted shit a little bit, especially because we all expected the run game to be what was going to be dominating and leading this team to wins. And it, that it's been the opposite. That hasn't been established whatsoever. It's a building block. You hope that this, if they're three and one with playing mediocre to average on offense, imagine what they can be when they pull it all together and get, you know, I think that's a little miss. I'm not sure I agree with you on that one. Mm. I think it's a little misleading. I think they're throw they're They're having more success throwing the ball than anticipated than anticipated largely because defenses are stacking the box. Yes. Against going up against more eight man fronts than anyone in the NFL and not having success. Uh, 19 rushes in the Cardinals game for 33 yards and a 1.7 average. And, you know, I, I think uh, we talked last week about maybe him missing some lanes. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen some. Uh, I've seen some of that. I don't think that Gurley is necessarily um, playing up to what he's able to do. But sure. on the other hand, I just think this this offensive line is a, is a mess. Um, yeah, and he knows that he. And I think it's getting into his head. Yeah. Yeah, he knows that, and it's you just hope that he has the right mind to know that, or at least he's saying the right things. He's saying, well, all, we got to win. That's what matters. That's what you're supposed to say. That's what everyone would say in that situation when you know you're not performing at your best and that your teammates aren't necessarily helping you, um, but hurting you and hurting your stats. Um, but at the end of the day, a win is a win. And he's supposed to say that, but he's human. Like that's This has to be weighing on him a little bit. Like, all right. Well, it's in, coming across in his body language for sure. Yeah. Uh, when you mm-hmm. hear that 30th in passing, 30th in running, what do passing and yeah. everyone loves what talking about the quarterback. Everyone yeah. talking about the running back. It's easy to criticize Very. them when they miss a hole, when Very. they throw the ball off, uh, you know. But if there's no holes. But if, and if there's no time. <laughs> Um, something's got to give yeah. and it's going to end up in being you know, I, on the I, bottom tier of I, rankings. I don't, I think there's room for improvement. I think I, I'm, you know, I know Jamon Brown has been benched. I'm hoping he gets his act together and can replace Cody Wickman um, at right guard. I'm, I'm hoping that Roger Saffold and Greg Robinson can flip flop. I, I don't, I, you know, I think it's admitting failure it's discouraging to say that you know this guy who we drafted to be the bedrock at left tackle and to protect the blind side is not going to pan out um after we we uh, invested such a high pick in him but you know what let's cut and run let's Mm -hmm. let's make that trade roger saffold was a good tackle before he moved over to guard he might be better suited for guard but Greg Robinson can't play left tackle um, and he might have a career at left guard. So I think that would be, that would improve this offense um, Mm -hmm. a little bit. So I I think they can also run a little bit more um, on the corner. It seems like most of the Rams runs are right up the gut Mm -hmm. where they're getting the least push from the line. So look, I think that could improve. Um, Working the edges. And then I think, uh, you know, having Nelson Spruce and Farrow Cooper eventually return from these injuries and give them a little something extra on third down uh, will help. It'll probably mean taking some reps from Brian Quick and Tavon Austin. I was going to ask you, as we did our preseason, uh, not polls, but 
guesses on predictions rather on how we were going to be. And you said four and 12 and we're now three and one. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really happy about being be so stoked. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to continue my trend of Although, picking, picking the other team. We don't want that. You're not out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of bad shit can happen to make you right spot on. But that's I hope that doesn't happen. And and I predicted that eight and eight bullshit as you know as what Fisher doesn't want. But that's what I kind of called. And but I'm still really really impressed with this team. And I think there's just building blocks to go on. Well, they've got you know two of the best players in the NFL. We talked about yeah. Johnny Hicker already. Uh, Aaron Donald uh, got his first uh, first sacks Sack. of the year, but he, he he's on pace for a hundred total pressures. Um, and only four, what JJ Watt has had more. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, well, if Aaron Donald uh, cracks the hundred total pressure mark, it will be uh, he will be the only person to have done that, other than JJ mm-hmm. Watt's 2014 season. Um, he had a, a sack and a half. He helped knock Carson Palmer out of the game. He, <laughs> had, he hit Carson Palmer three other times. You loved it all. He's the man. He's the man. Yeah, um, yeah. Mark Barron had a big game, got uh, one of the game balls. Um, Tremaine Johnson looked incredible. Uh, six pass defenses, had the one INT and two almost INTs. Um, he's, yeah, he's a lockdown guy. Um, he, I'm, I'm prepared to call him an elite corner at this point. Um, you've thought about it. You've prepared. Got, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I know everybody was at the edge of their seats. You're like, I, um, call him. I will now call him. I, I think he should be treated, <laughs> treated that way. And, and we'll see later, later in the year, he's going to go up against some, some really great yeah. receivers. He's going to go up against Julio Jones. Julio. He's going to go, uh, up against Odell Beckham Jr., um, so that's, we will, sh- we shall see if the, your elite coin will, will play out. I hope so. I think you're right too. And it's the Donald factor is just so impressive and one-on-one he's untouchable. Like you're not going to be able to do anything with that. He's unstoppable. Um, and the defense is what's got people thinking, all right, is this team for real? What I want to see from them is definitely some consistency now. Yeah. Because I mean, they still gave it. I mean, the defense still gave up 420 yards. Y- yes, yes, exactly. So um, it's you, they play up to their competition and they play down to it. And so it's finding that middle ground, finding that plateau where you can play consistently well and consistently hard against other teams, where you can start to make a legit run uh, in this division and and potentially win it. There's that column that there's not a numerical statistic for, and I think it's grit and they have that and especially in all of these wins that they've had there's been that moment in the fourth quarter where there was an opportunity for them to lose it and fuck it up and we're like oh here we go here we go like they're gonna they're gonna rams themselves and completely you know shoot themselves in the foot and they haven't and i think that's what the grit comes in where they hold it down and they they either force a turnover or they put up points um, but at the end of the day, they're not losing games like the Chargers are I at the end that of games. Moment, honestly, I think that moment in this game, and I wanted to talk about, yeah, this one, I was waiting for, to talk about that one specific moment. That moment that Jeff Fisher challenged the Brian Quick uh, oh, yeah. incompletion. The, that moment I wanted to look at a little more uh, closely. So after the Fisher challenge, it, it turns into a different game. Um, they knock Palmer out. Um, they force and for, they're forcing a punt. Uh, then they get a 47-yard punt return. 
Then they get the go-ahead touchdown, and then they get two interceptions to end mm-hmm. the game. I mean, I think Fisher's attitude towards challenges, he says he didn't have anyone in the booth um, telling him, or telling him whether he had to do it using his own eye. But I think he also knew that the team, that momentum was swaying towards Arizona, and he, che- treated, he treated the challenge as if it was a timeout where mm-hmm. he might get a bonus. Um, you don't see a lot of... M- momentum shifting uh, shifting timeouts in the NFL the way you do in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But I think Fisher and his real strength is having his finger on the pulse of his team, knowing where they're at emotionally, speaking to those emotions. Strategy isn't his strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having, having the that. trust of his team knowing where his team is at, knowing what his team needs to hear, respecting his team, gaining the respect of his team. These are his strengths as mm-hmm. a head coach. And and the other stuff, I, I'm not saying the other stuff isn't important. I think it sure. might, it, it's just as important. But this is who Jeff Fisher is. Mm-hmm. And at that moment in the game, the Rams uh, come out of the half a little flat. Um, the, the fans are starting to get into the game. You don't see, you're not going to normally, would he have called a timeout just to kill momentum without it? I think it, the, the, it was a close enough play to have the excuse to challenge it. Yeah. Talk to his team, slow things down a little bit, regroup, driving, and regroup, potentially yeah. somebody makes some stupid mistake in the booth and gives the Ram the, gives, um, the, says it's a Brian Quick catch. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a huge play in the game. One that wasn't just ignored, but that was pilloried. One that was mocked. That continues to be mocked if you if you look online. Uh, but I actually think it was a great call. I, I liked it. The the Rams didn't need the didn't end up needing those timeouts. They might have needed those timeouts, but right. I still think it was if Carson was still worth a shot. Um, yeah. And you see a lot of stupid calls Challenges. reverse. Yeah. Uh, that don't deserve to be re- reversed. So. Yeah, I think I, I give uh, Jeff Fisher credit for knowing who he is, for knowing who his team is, um, for sticking to his guns, and for this win. Honestly, I think it, it was a big play. Um, just look at just look at what happened. Yeah. So uh, earlier, I. I, I dedicated the episode to Bill Nunn and talked about this episode being about love and hate. Um, Bill Nunn, of course, wore those love and hate forefinger rings and do the right thing. Awesome movie. Um, Passed away a couple of, a little less than two weeks ago. Uh, We covered the hate. I wanted to talk about the love Love. portion right now. Um, Specifically, um, we're going to get a big contrast. Jeff Fisher's feelings for Rex and Rob Ryan uh, a stark contrast from his feelings towards Bruce Arians. Fisher uh, is connected to the Ryans via their father, Buddy, who who gave Jeff Fisher his big break during the 1985 season. Fisher was a, a little used safety uh, for the Chicago Bears. Um, and uh, when he was on IR, uh, Buddy asked uh Jeff Fisher to uh, assist him as defensive coordinator. And after the Bears won the Super Bowl uh, that year and Ryan was hired to become the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, he brought Jeff Fisher with him um, 
to become the team's defensive backs coach. Um, he, of course, became Fisher's defensive coordinator uh, at the age of 30 uh, in 1988. So I think it's kind of funny also that, like, um, Jeff Fisher's first gig was as a DB coach mm -hmm. for Buddy Ryan, and Jeff Fisher's DB coach on the Rams right now is his own son, yeah. Brandon Fisher. So there's this kind of... Um, the fatherly family, yeah. family thing and um um buddy of course buddy ryan of course died in june at the age of uh 85 mm -hmm. so this is um this is sort of the buddy ryan bowl um yeah rob and rex buddy's sons who who jeff remembers hanging around uh at uh when he was playing for the bears and he's followed them throughout their careers um and i think um both of both the Ryans and Jeff Fisher are largely influenced by Buddy Ryan. I think there'll be a lot of um, brinkmanship and 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 kind of um, efforts to outsmart each other on defense. These are two strong defensive-oriented teams. Um, so, I but I think there there is a larger point. I think it's more than just uh, the larger point is that there's. There's this goodwill. Yeah. There's this love between these two teams. Um, there's zero rivalry between these teams. They've only played 11 times in, in their collective history. And the Rams are probably feeling good for themselves the, for the first time sure. since the first game of the season. And we all know how that went. Yeah. Um, and the Rams are also a three-point <laughs> favorite, even though the hey Bills now. just shut out the Patriots. So in Foxborough. Is this a trap? It could be a trap on multiple levels because the Bills can feel a little too high on themselves from shutting down the Patriots in Foxborough, like you just said, and then the Rams can feel good about winning three straight and uh, and coming home, uh, you know, after beating a, a great Cardinals team and shutting them down with that contrast of a team that, you know, a division rival and someone that they, that they hate, you know. Uh, so it could be a trap on both ends. The Bills can be too high on themselves. The Rams can be too high on themselves as well. So somebody's going to get their feelings hurt after this game. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think this is a this is going to be a tough one. I, I it be a, yeah, a, an awakening or somebody's going to get humbled. It'll be a low scoring game, I would imagine. Neither offenses mm -hmm. have a lot of firepower, and the Bills have become even weaker offensively since losing Sammy Watkins. Yeah, the shady factor will always be there. And Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he's like their second leading rusher. So this guy is a very mobile quarterback. So And Blaine Gabbert really hurt. He's a Blaine Gabbert type quarterback. Um, and we remember what, what he happened did to the Rams <laughs> in, in the uh And I think they're one. smart. We got smarter since then too. Hopefully well, yeah, knock on wood. We did. Um but yeah, it's gonna be a I don't know pressuring the quarterback it's going to be another one of those games where as, as all of these games are going to be until we can establish and a more balanced offensive game but it's special teams and defense is going to have to again make some make some serious plays yeah it could be a, i think it's another tough one for for todd girl i think on defense uh you know buffalo's got really strong DBs and I don't think they're going to be afraid to play man um, with the Rams wide receivers. Uh, Ronald Darby and Stephon Gilmore uh, are one of the, one of the stronger cornerback tandems in the league. So it's going to be a lot of eight man boxes against Gurley again. Um, 
the Rams might struggle uh, again to move the ball down. Hopefully they'll get some big plays. Maybe they'll get that injection from Nelson Spruce um, or Farrow Cooper, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to have trouble uh, on offense moving the ball. Also, the Bills get Marcel Darius back after a, a four-game suspension. <laughs> um, they've been doing this all without him. Um, Bills are third in sacks in the NFL, but I don't think, Pass right. I, that, it could be a little misleading. I don't think that's the strongest part of their game. I really think that the DBs are 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 those are DB sacks. I think um, those are just uh, lockdown corners. Um, quarterbacks not finding guys open and just eventually the defense um, uh, getting to the quarterback. I think the Rams pass rush much much stronger. Um, the Rams are, are uh, 19th in sacks in the league, but they're second in hurries. And I think that's an, a much more impressive and impor- mm-hmm. important stat. Um, on defense, uh, Zach, this guy, Zach Brown for the Bills. Yeah. He's been playing lights out. I don't know where he came from, but. Yeah, I think he's had like, he's had a sack, 17 assists, 34, 35 like solo tackles. Like this dude is insane. So it's. Uh, yeah, getting away from him is going to be really, really important. And they're going to be on the road, though. I, I take the Rams to win this one. Um, I think they're going to end up being like 4-1 and one at the end of the day. With this, But I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and it's going to be – this is going to be a chess match. One of those coaching chess matches where you got Rex over there and Jeff over here. And since we talked about how much respect that they have for each other – they're going to try and outmaneuver one another. And so this is going to be one of those low scoring games where it's going to be mental. And it's probably not going to be a highlight. Really probably won't see this on top 10 sports center, but it's going to be one of those gritty, dirty games. Yeah. This looks like a 14 to 12 type game. Um, I, uh, it's funny. You keep using the word gritty. This is, you know, we talk about the Rams return to mm-hmm. Los Angeles and having built the template for the, sports icon in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. um, the efforts to turn Todd Gurley into a star, turn him loose, um, and to just turn him loose as a player, which had up to this point been foiled. This is one of the least glamorous, good teams I've ever, um, witnessed. Um, there is, it's hard to imagine a less glamorous team than the Rams. We're, we're seriously excited about, you know, <laughs> we're, their punter. Yeah, we're like, what? Punt a, a special six, teams. Six foot one, 290 yeah. pound defensive lineman. Yeah. Who could be the best player in the NFL right now. Um, but not a lot of pizzazz uh, from this Ram team. Uh, that that being said, I think I'd rather them be good than glamorous. I, sure. I, I I'm not sure about that, actually. I well, might rather them be glamorous than good. But I'd love them to be both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I was just about to ask, what does both look like? Does both look like... The Patriots. I think that's... that's they, what, that's they're what glamorous it, and good. Yeah. Yeah, I think the... and um, I think the Steelers are glamorous and good. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, are you kidding me? They're, they're glamorous and good. And they've got just swag and they, they're good and... Yeah, so I I see what you're saying that the Rams are one of the more dull looking, um, but they're getting there. They're improving. 
And yeah, I mean, who? So if we can be three and one, the Pittsburgh doesn't have their quarterback uh, on Ryan Seacrest every Monday. No, um, but we do. Ryan Seacrest is having waffles. We every have victory with waffles. Them. Yeah, V Dubs. Case Keenum came back with his wife. What's his wife's name? Kimberly. Kimberly. Kimberly yeah. Keenum. Um, serving up those V-Dub victory waffles uh, for KISS FM 102.7 out here in L.A. What is what is in your batter? Because it smells so good. Is there any? Is there a secret ingredient to your batter? I mean, a lot of butter. A, a lot, lot of butter. A lot of love. Got it. A, a lot, lot of love, butter. a lot of butter. She's no Giselle. She's no Ciara. No, but, uh, but she can she make some, some damn. Her waffles are awesome. Are they gluten-free? I'm sure that's what half of L.A. is asking. Probably not. Um, I'm pro-gluten. And... Yeah, it's just it's funny though that they're tweeting out all these pictures and stuff, and it's 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 cool though. It's nice. You, to I bet you Tom Brady and Giselle have gluten free. They have gluten free. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, didn't he say something weird like he's never had coffee or something? Aye. He's had some. He has some weird thing that he's never tried that's normal that normal people have. I don't know if he's glamorous. He's an Uggs guy. Uggs aren't glamorous. Uggs are like the opposite of glamorous. Yeah, who would wear? Uggs on the Rams. Can you imagine one? Oh God! Who would be most likely to? Um, Girlies, I guess. Girly would not wear Uggs. No, no, he he <laughs> he wouldn't wear Uggs. No, no, no man with dreadlocks would wear Uggs. Okay. Now who would though? Mm. Hecker. I was just about to say. <laughs> I was just about to say. I can see him rocking some Uggs. I can see Fisher in Uggs. No, I can't. No. You think he's more of like they make loafers too. See, Uggs doesn't okay. just do boots. Okay, they do loafers. I bought my mom Uggs slippers for her birthday last month. I'll tell you who's least likely to wear Uggs on the Rams. Aaron Donald. Yes, he will be barefoot. Yeah, he'll make. Yeah, he'll just grit it out. They said grit again. Yeah, he would just barefoot it out. He wouldn't wear Uggs. Last one. Yeah. Brian Quick would he? I could see maybe like the flip flop version of Uggs, like not the boots. It doesn't get cold enough in LA. That's the thing. Like everyone makes fun of us for the wearing Uggs. The day Brian Quick it's... has an endorsement deal <laughs> is the day we know the Rams, the Rams are, are in glamorous. good shape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're glamorous when yeah. Brian Quick gets a deal. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Quick, his uh, wife, was on uh, made a guest appearance on Wags. Uh, Wags. Yeah, Wives and Girlfriends on E. I know Lord. you've been watching it. Nope. No? No. I can't believe it. <laughs> I have not. I've missed all of that. Um, Wags. Yeah. She, um, she actually had a beef with um, Sophia. Was um, Thought that Michelle Quick, Brian's mm-hmm. um, wife, was judging her for having a career. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say like judging her edges or something. Uh, Michelle um, was talking about how hard it is to be a... A stay-at-home mom and and um, are you judging me? Yeah. Oh, because um, she doesn't have a job. Sophia thought that. Well, she claims to have a job. They all do. Yeah. Their job is to stay in the hair salon, get their edges done, and then just have babies and show up and be quiet. What is a regular day for you? I don't know. It's kind of a weird question. What do you do all day? Um. Well, I'm a housewife, so yeah. I have a lot that I do. She said she had a job. So why did you react that way? It was kind of like so childish to me. Especially considering the the, Ram, the Rams are supposed to have this e-show coming out at some right. point. I don't know where. There's no mention of it. That's a good point. Ever since the announcement. Um, like, I where wonder, is this? I wonder if they're having trouble. Hmm. They cast it with strange people. <laughs> um, it's like a couple. It's, it's like Corey Harkey. Who? 
and his wife. It's um, uh, Chase Reynolds and his wife. It's just like all these yeah. um, marginal players. Kenny Britt and Sabrina are oh, on okay. it, but um, but they couldn't get like a lot of the 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 more high profile ramps. Sure. I'm wondering if it's just fizzling. Well, hopefully they just do this in the off season. Thank you for listening to The Greatest Show on Grass podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and spread the word to Rams fans in your life, whether they're rooting for the team for 30 years or 30 days. Like me. Spread it. (laughs) 